This podcast is brought to you by Bloke in a Bar. Yes, it is, mate. We are all done and dusted with the podcast royale now, and we are looking forward to Magic Round. We yeah. are. You know what that means? What does that mean, Josh? It means there's going to be thousands of people in the Caxton car park getting blokes down their throats. Thousands of people getting thousands of blokes down thousands of throats. It's going to be so fucking sick. Do you reckon there's ever been more blokes down blokes' throats? And women's throats as well In one place at one time Absolutely not Guinness, no. Guinness World Records were here They'd be breaking that record And there's not a place that I'd rather get a bloke down my throat Than the Caxton Car Park at Magic Round No, it's the greatest place to get a bloke down your throat So guys, if you want to get a bloke down your throat And you're not going to be at the Caxton Make sure you go to blokeatabar.com Put in your postcode on the store locator And find out where you can get some bloke a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Clutzy, have you heard about the brand new way to make money? No. Do you want to hear about it? Yes, please tell me more. It's a foolproof method. Foolproof? Yeah, foolproof, yeah. Foolproof is the yeah. word I'm looking for, method. Uh, it's called going to dominoes.com.au and entering the, the code BBB2DL and getting two pizzas and two sides from $25 delivered. Oh, so you're basically getting it for free. You're basically getting it for free. You're basically making money at that price. They're giving it away. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I haven't done it before. It's one of the fucking simplest life hacks I've ever I've ever come across in my life. Uh, do you want to tell the lovely people about their brand new pizza, the Philly cheesesteak? Oh my God, yes I do. The Philly cheesesteak. Now, for those who don't know what a Philly cheesesteak is, it's this glorious thing on a bun usually with uh, a bunch of nicely finely chopped up meat and just uh, capsicum peppers and cheese and Domino's have just gone wow we've heard klutzy talk about philly cheesesteaks way too many times so we've chucked it on a pizza so the big fella can just keep eating and eating and eating i've seen klutzy get very very excited over food plenty of times but i've never (laughs) seen him get as excited and as animated as the first time he tried the philly cheesesteak pizza so if you're out and about this weekend and you need your pizza fixed make sure you go to domino's uh try the philly cheesesteak pizza there's a host of codes which are pinned on our instagram and in our facebook group to give you a cheeky little discount too uh, plenty of different bundles so check them out and thank you to Domino's for supporting the show this week bloody brilliant beers bloody brilliant beers bloody brilliant sport and welcome back to the bloody brilliant beers podcast brought to you by Bluebet that's class on us <laughs> we are the bloody brilliant beers we started out reviewing craft beers on Facebook and now we bring you the conversation that you're more than likely hear from the front bar at your local Clutzy happy Thursday Yes, How are you, mate? mate, I'm good. We're at the Caxton Hotel. We are. I'm very, very good. It's uh, it's a lovely week, and it's well, it's been a lovely week it's so been far. A lovely week, nearly the weekend. Yeah, nearly the weekend, as you can tell. My head is elsewhere. Yes, 100. Um, head is in but, the schooners, but, but that's what's, fine. What's new? Um, <laughs> what is it new is that we're joined once again by the famous Jack Cronin. How are How you, are mate? You? None for 53 or two overs. (laughs) Yes, yes. Happy to be back, boys. Thank you. This is uh, our weekly sports show, where, as always, we'd say, if you're looking for a breakdown of stats and analysis, kindly. Fuck off. And before we jump in, it was fucking serendipitous that we started this show together this year, all three of us, because... As you'll know, we had our boys' Christmas lunch on Saturday, but there was yeah. someone else who had their boys' Christmas lunch at the exact same uh, venue, just by chance. Yep. What are the chances? What are the chances? Actually crazy. That just great minds come together and think of that date at that location. At that time. At that time. Yep. Yep. It was very early 2000s beer out of uh, adjoining rooms <laughs> yeah. or things of that nature. Yeah. What a lovely day had. Yes. Still recovering, but uh, that's okay. Um, how are we going on the bachelor front? We're working through it. It's a <laughs> five episodes a week. <laughs> yeah, shout out to whoever organised five episodes a week. Yeah, I was I was strapped in for um like thinking it was like the good old days where it was like t- a Sunday night maybe yeah. a Monday night. Yep. Five a week and get in the bin. <laughs> I was going to say, they've congested it so much, hey. Yeah. Like, I think it ends next Wednesday, the 20th of December, I believe, is the so last. It runs for 17 days. Yeah, Holy that's shit. fucked. So but there's pretty much episode on every day. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so they get rid of like a girl a day, basically, is like yeah. when you think about it. That's far. I wonder how long it took him to film it. Anyway, all will probably be revealed when we do get the great man Luke Bateman on the yeah, show. But I'm sure we will hear lots about it. But the last part I was up to was um, 
one of the girls, it was uh, there was a huge cat fight going on amongst the girls as to whether one of them um, was leading on the Virgin to later uh, yes. get a crack at the great Luke Bateman. Okay, yep. and I said, "Who can blame her, really?" But uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that checks out. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, she was denying that was the case. A lot of the girls, it was all very bitchy, but it was um, it was all happening. Yeah, hundred percent. I got to say, we got to give a quick shout out to um, to Ben that's on there because he did pull a big bloke move for. Uh, I think for, say he did pull a big bloke. Well, uh, he could have. Who be knows? A twist. <laughs> that would be a great twist. Um, nah, but they were in a rose ceremony and. Myself and my roommates were watching it and it was gripping television because we genuinely thought that Luke had fucked up. Um, and yeah, it was between two girls and Ben had the last rose and Ellie had already told Ben that um, she wasn't interested in him. And then Ben gets up there and he's just like, oh, I was going to give you this, but this is Luke's rose to give you. And I was like, wow, wow. that is great reality yeah. television. Yeah. You can't script that shit, can you? Yeah. It was just like Aiden Caesar giving him a short ball so he could crash <laughs> over near the post. Beautiful. That Boom. is, yeah, that's heartwarming. Yeah, so uh, that was great. But um, no, it's been, it's been gripping stuff, the old batch. I um, probably need to do a bit of a catch up. I have been very strongly considering just skipping to every yeah. bit that Luke is in. Yeah. Um, but our household is is binging it, um, which has been great. I also want to give a quick shout-out to everyone who sent through videos last week of the Rocket Man. It actually looked fucking sick. It did look fucking sick. Did you guys see the video, the the one of him with, like, the GoPros on his arm? No. Like, it was, like, a point of view of him flying around. I'm telling you, like, again, probably mediocre signing in terms of playing, like, it not being a player. Yeah. Mm. But fuck me, it'd be terrifying. For the Atmos and for the whole vibe of everything, like... Fuck, I think everyone was encapsulated by Rocket Full Man. Full credit to the man. And, um, you know, the Heat haven't lost a game since Rocket Man came into existence again. Baby. That's it, that's it. So, um, top of the table, which I love. I actually got uh, a message from someone in the Brisbane Heat social media team sending the clip that we posted <laughs> of Rocket Man. So, shout out to you guys. Yeah. It's good to know the Brisbane Heat are listening. Um, Once yeah. again, we love the Brisbane Heat. Um it was just a, an interesting way of doing a signing, but we genuinely love the head. I'm, I'm just trying to check now because I don't know if anyone else's Facebook messenger has been playing oh, up over the last few days, mate. but I actually got a message. I just remembered I had a message that I hadn't opened from said person from the Brisbane Heat social team. Sent it through at 22.53, which would be 10.53 on Saturday, which yep. is after the lunch. So I was probably four hours into my sleep by then. Yeah. Um, and I still haven't opened it and now I can't open it. So maybe stay tuned for next week to see what that is. Yeah, we'll see what it is. Um, but just on cricket, we are, as of recording, tomorrow will be the first day of the today. summer of Test Cricket. Oh, yeah. So today, today while yeah. you are listening, it is the first day of Test Cricket, baby. One of yep. my favourite things every year when the test, the summer of Test Cricket kicks off is breaking the news to my missus that uh, it's back. And yes. like, I feel like this year... Uh, seeing as a big bash started earlier than the mm. tests, it was, you know, oh, the cricket's back. She's like, well, it's already been back. I'm like, no, it's your favourite one. The one that goes all day for five days. <laughs> yeah. She literally just walked away without even uttering a word to me this morning. So it was quite good. Yeah, I love it. Um, do you have a, Oh, you No, I broke the news in person. Yeah. I, I texted my missus to break the news. Um, we were actually talking about she sold some Kang furniture. And I was like, oh, is that when I had COVID? Um, she said, yes, it's when you had COVID and we saw that beautiful rainbow. I was like, oh, I do remember this. You know what else is beautiful? She responded with me. Like, yes, you, but also tomorrow is the first day of test cricket for the summer. <laughs> wow. How did I forget? I can't wait for this. Um, and then she sent me a photo of some rice paper rolls and one of them looked really fucked up. She, she said, reminds me of you. I was like, sweet, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, but Glad romance is alive and well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really, really alive. But um, I think some of our other mates were breaking the news. My favourite one was Jackson breaking it to Soph. And he's like, oh my God, tomorrow's the first day of t- test cricket. And she's like, oh my God, that's so exciting. He's like, ah, it's not the response I was looking for. And her response was, I'm just excited when you're excited. Yep. Like, that is that's wholesome. fucking great. Yeah, that's what you want. That is great. And that's the stage that we all need to Aspire get to. to, be to and yeah. if there's any ladies listening out there who their partners love the cricket and vice versa, if there's men out there who don't really like the cricket, but your partner likes the cricket, that's the fucking energy you need to channel. 100%. Is if you're listening to this, I want to see some screenshots of some conversations. 
conversations where yep. you're breaking the news to your better halves and loved ones. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't told them yet, fire a text off and screenshot the response and send it through. We'd love to see it. 100%. Now, uh, while we're on the topic of cricket, we were discussing earlier in the week, Crow came up with this one. Um, cracking, cracking content here, mate. We're going to draft our favourite Oz cricket moments or highlights to re-watch, to celebrate and get us ready for the first day of this Test Cricket summer. We've spoken about it previously. Um, it's a great, great kick-on activity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, post-midnight yeah. when you've had about 100 beers just to put on sporting highlights. And cricket is some of the best ones. So yep. I'm pretty excited for this draft. So roughly how many do you guys have? I think we might do three selections each. Yeah, I've got about 15 or 16. But yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm more than happy to, two, to two, cut it three. Well, I've got five. So yeah. yeah, I'll be able to get three. Out. Yeah, okay. Yep. All right, we'll Easy. do three. So I've got a little spin wheel here. Because I think at the, the end, guys, justice. we've got the wheel of justice. That's it. At the end, I'm going to get um, you guys to comment when we clip this up and say who you think has got the best kick-on highlights to watch. So just for my knowledge, basically this wheel is going to choose who goes first, yeah. second, and third. Yeah, so and you get to, yeah. snake draft, so three gets the first pick of the second round. Yeah, that makes right, sense. Well, and you can't choose someone else's. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Let it be known, I'm the winner of the first pick. Classic. Well, yeah. well uh, which is well great. Thank yep. you. Thank you. It is the wheel of justice and you... If, Basically, have to go off whatever it says. Um, my. Do you want to do yeah, the. Do you see, yeah. you go second first? Yeah, okay. All right. So I'm first. Cool. Remove me. Remove me. Get rid of me. Second, we have. Oh, Cronin. Cronin. Massive. Massive. That's a good spot to be second. <laughs> it, yeah, is, it, it is. It is. I actually right wanted second. Yeah, good. It's a good toss to yeah, lose. Yeah, it is a very good <laughs> toss to lose. Um, alrighty, so what we'll do, I'll go first. So it goes Clutzy, Crow, me, me, Crow, yeah. Clutzy. Yeah. Yeah, like it. Sweet. So my favourite thing that I like to do is uh, the Mitchell Johnson Ashes wickets of the 2013-14 nice. series. Terrorising. All, I believe, 27 of them. 37. 37. Yep, because it was on my list for my first round as a potential option. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a uh, shout-out. scintillating stuff, him just ripping through people. There's nothing more satisfying. I've, I've said this before as well on the record. Um, obviously, like, it's unreal watching a batsman get stuck in and score 100, but, like, I just love seeing bales go – and even yep. stumps just hurtling yep. yeah. out of the ground. Like, batsman genuinely scared, I think, is something else that's quite a sight. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Like, I love watching the batting, but then when I was going through – through doing all this sort of stuff, I was like, oh my God, bowling highlights are the best because seeing people get awesome. skittled is yep. fucking And the best awesome. thing about bowling highlights is like, Banning highlights, right? In and over, they obviously might score four runs, next over, three runs, whatever. Like, they're always ticking along. Bowling, they might not get a wicket for an hour. Yeah. And yeah. you just tuned in and all of a sudden, bang, wicket, just momentum changing, yeah. like, nothing better. And yeah, Mitch Johnson in his prime was fucking terrifying. Fucking yeah. Was that broken fucking arm? Yeah. That spell? That, that was yep. that series, yeah. Yep. And yep. I think, uh, like, a, something that gets forgotten about both that uh, Johnson in that series and Australia in that series is we had lost um, the home ashes before that. Yeah. And Mitchell Johnson had been, like, bantered to death by England with that. He bowls to the left, he bowls to the right. Yeah. Like, he lost his confidence, lost his place mm. in the team. A lot of people didn't even want him picked for that series. Yeah. Yeah. Then he comes out and has one of the all-time great Ashes series, yeah. ends careers, yeah. like, has so many iconic moments, yeah. and it's just, like, Eat unreal. a bag of dicks, England. Yeah. The other thing I like about this is, like, uh, say you're watching it in a kick-on scenario, is that it goes for fucking yeah. 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 Like, you could just put it on and sit down there for a good 15, 20 minutes and go, oh, The yes. commentary is also elite on yeah. it as well. Like, so, they get so fucking good. fired up. So, so good. All right, so that's my first pick, Crow. Okay. What's yours? So, I got what my number one overall was, so I'm happy with that. It is uh, Peter Siddle's hat-trick on his birthday. Yeah, nice, See, I nice. just I didn't even put that on mine because I assumed it was going to be chosen by someone else before yeah, me. Yeah. So. There was a period in my life where I could pretty much quote that like whole video. <laughs> Have you got any of it now you could me. rattle off? Not yet he hasn't. Oh, I hate Not that. yet That's he hasn't. Oh. Because England will review this. <laughs> That's the worst part about it. Fucking and ruin uh, the whole fucking clip. Can, can I just say, I'm so glad that that fuckhead is no longer Mine a commentator was. in Australian <laughs> cricket. Yeah, because he used to ruin so many big moments, and that is one of the great moments of Australian cricket. Yeah, and um, of Australian sport. Warney being like, warm up those vocal cords, Tubbs. Yeah, before he, yeah, uh, yeah. He bowls Get ready to sing, Tubbs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking classic. Just so good, and for like such an honest toilet to have such a good moment like that, yep, it was 100%. just unreal. I um for mine, obviously I'll get into mine in a second, but I chose ones that I was trying to just like 
go to the first things that popped into my head when I thought of like mm. classic cricket moments and ones that like really resonated for me in my memory and that was right up there. Yep. I was actually at the ground. Really? It was fucking insane. Yeah, we took a yep. day off school. I was with Jackson and Eden. It was unbelievable. I think so we were Jackson's it was first dad. day of a um, Ashes yeah. series, which is always special at the Gabba. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, it was fucking unbelievable. It's pretty crazy as well. He's still going around playing 2020 yep. old yep. Sidzy with playing his bananas. Shield. He's still playing he's Shield. He's still playing Shield. Yep, oh, Victoria. my God. Dude, the last wicket is sick as well. Like yep. a Shanshu crosser. Yep. And the yep. umpire just slowly puts a finger. <laughs> yeah. And Toby Taylor's like, he's giving it. Peter <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, has got one. a hat trick on his birthday. That's so spectacular. Uh, I love it. It's fucking spectacular. All right, Darcy. Now you're going back to back here. So what yep. have we got? Okay, fuck. I didn't even put mine in order, which was dumb. But can we do honorable mentions at the end as well? Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, I've, I've got two, but I really want to list more than that. Anyway, probably the number one for me. Mine actually both involved Michael Clark, but my first round pick was Clark's magical over in Sydney in two thousand seven. Our three were my three first <laughs> options for my first round pick. There you go. That is hilarious. Is that um, against India? Yep. yep. So yeah. I think there was like seventeen minutes left in the day, and India was seven for basically just trying to bat out the day for a draw. Yeah. And Ponting waited all day to bring Clark on. It was his first wicket on Australian soil in a test. And then he got a wicket second ball, was on yep. a hat-trick. Um, didn't get the hat-trick, but ended up getting the third wicket um, yep. later that over. So, yeah, three for – I think three for none maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that was the first – that's my first memory of when um, I heard people begin to say that India must have had money on the game to throw it like that. Yeah. Like it was that good and that unbelievable that it happened. That yeah, people was, were saying that, that obviously there's match fixing happening. And I was watching the, the there just wasn't. I was watching the clip today and it was like Clark with the bleach yep, hair, Gilchrist yep. behind the stumps, Hussey's taking catches in the gully. Like yep. it's like the all time Australian team. Yep. And I remember again being there one average being like, fuck, this test match is done. Like there's no way we win this. Seventeen yep. minutes to go. And Clark just comes on and takes three wickets. Yep. I can't remember who the commentator is, but in the call as Clark's running in for his he's just taken a wicket and he's running in for his second ball he says Australia in the live betting are $8 to 1 <laughs> and then they end up going to win so it's fucking pretty crazy insane. and like Sharma comes out with the two two yeah. of the same and he's like and 19 and yeah, yeah, yeah baby Ishan Sharma mm, yeah and yeah comes out with two uh, the one of the two right handed gloves, gloves yeah. yeah and the crowd's just fucking giving it to him like, and Ricky yeah. Ponting's blowing up like it's phenomenal stuff yeah, yeah that is very good I like that um, the other one I had was also Michael Clark and it was when he scored how, I don't want to get his scoring here 329 not yeah, out nice uh, with a bat that had no bat yeah. sponsorship on it he'd just gone through a turbulent time with Salazinger yep. and had legitimately a blank bat yep. I was again watching it this afternoon he yep. came out in Australia with 3 for 38 with Ricky Ponting at the crease and I think they declared for about 600 yep. like that it just fucking unbelievable I remember that so well because I had agreed to do one or two days of work with one of dad's mates during the school holidays, uh, Peter Anderson of Astrove Landscaping Services fame. <laughs> Shout um, out to him. Not an ad. <laughs> he's, uh, well, he no longer has the business. So, the, But I just remember listening to it every time we got in the car and all I could think about was get me home yeah. and out of the fucking sun so I could just sit down and watch this happen. Yeah, just so de I, demolishing bubbles. It's something that I go and watch because I never got to watch it in the moment. Yeah. Um, Michael Clark is so impressive. Yeah. Freak as well. I was going to say, like, Clark is quite a polarizing player, I would say. And, like, yep. probably the most similar to Warner in terms of, like, all time great, but, like, not yeah. that well not liked loved. Yeah, yeah. by the Australian public. But some of his most iconic moments are. Uh, like very Fucked. high, like top tier echelon. Yeah. I feel like he brought himself moments. back towards the back end of his career, like got a lot more people on board. Than yeah, well, that 13, 14 ashes with like the broken arm yeah. thing. And then yeah. he handled the Phil Hughes thing so well. Yeah. And yeah. Then he also had this innings. It's, this isn't on my list, but it's up there for me. Um, It was a 160 against um, South Africa in South Africa. It was when his back was cooked and Mornay Morkel bounced him like Non-stop. 10, 15 times in his yeah. first couple of balls. He almost had to retire her and then he made 160 and it was like one of the bravest innings you'll ever see. Like yeah. It's like, wow, this guy's actually tough as. Yeah. He had so much time off cricket with that crook back as yeah. well. Like imagine yeah. if his back never got fucked. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We could be talking about Steve Smith trying to surpass him as like the greatest cricketer. Um but no, sensational stuff. Yeah, my, so my two were both Michael Clark orientated. Yeah. I like Am it. I correct in th I'm just trying to find it now, but did, is he one of the only people to score two 300s in test cricket? No idea. I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know. I thought Saywag potentially had two 300s. Yeah. 
The craziest um, thing about the highlights again, watch the Sabo. It was like, yeah, none, uh, three for 38, Ponting on 14, Clark yep. on zero. And then every time they cut, it'd be like, Clark 15, Ponting 20, Clark 30, Ponting 29. And they just and then it's like all of a sudden, Clark's 170 and Ponting's 150. Like, can you just imagine the poor bowling yeah, side just getting so 300 good. put on you? Like, eat a bag of dicks. Again, that's another longish one. Yeah. Um, so make sure you add that to your rotation for sure. Fuck yeah. Can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Crow, what's your next one? So I've got a, um, a more recent one, but it has a very special place in my heart. And it's from this year's Ashes, um, Cummins and Lyons steering Australia home in the first test at Ed- Edgebaston this year. Yep. Now this, um, me and about five or six mates all stayed up watching this game. It finished, would have finished like 3.34 in the morning. And it was, um, it happened on the, it finished on the Wednesday morning and then game two of the Origin Series this year at Suncorp right. was yep. that night. So we all watched it until about four in the morning, went to work, all so tired. And then we all got to our mate's place early before Origin and watched the extended highlights for an hour, <laughs> pausing it all the time. Like So at this point, I thought we were cooked. Like I thought, <laughs> like going through- Breaking it down. Breaking yeah. it down between yeah. each other for an hour and then watched Queensland pump New South Wales. And it was just like one of the great guys being dudes nights in my life. <laughs> A few pizzas. Yeah, yeah, a couple of bit of dominoes. And um, yeah, like that, thinking we were cooked, like I think um, Green got out, then Kawaja got out, and like England, it was like um, Peterson had this commentary, like cometh, he got oh, it wrong, it was like cometh fuck. the hour, cometh, cometh the man. He got it wrong, whichever way yeah. it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it was like, oh, we're cooked. And then Cummins... Gets us home with line and it was Came just like- Came the hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So fucking good. There was a lot of big moments in that recent crazy, series as Crazy, crazy well, series. Um, fuck England, basically. Yeah. Oh, always. I was listening to the bloke podcast uh, this morning, actually, with Hammy, who I think is fucking one yeah, of the hilarious. greats. And they were talking about how England just lost to- um, the West Windies, Indies, yep. yeah, in the one-day series. And he's like, geez, bit of a bit of a shocking run for England. He'd been quiet for ages. He's like, bit of a shocking run for England. Um, can we get this trending? Hashtag lol England. <laughs> he always, he always, whenever they lose, he always shares on his story and just says lol. <laughs> That's so good. Shout out to Hammy. Um, all right, my final two picks. I'm going to go with, first of all, Ryan Harris getting cooked uh, with the first yep. ball of the innings. Yeah. That is... As a, as a former very average right arm, medium, slow bowler, um, that is just fucking porn. Yeah. It's it's the, like perfect, the perfect delivery. Perfect delivery. Yeah. Like, it is so good. Swinging back again, in on Bale's it. Bale's gone. Yeah, like, I was watching it earlier again today. I think I yeah. rewatched it like five times. It's like, dunk, dunk. It's so good. Also, I love Ryan Harris. Yeah, so underappreciated. Yeah. yeah. Just this big hulking Queenslander. Figure. Yeah. yeah. Another great Queenslander. So, and, um, so many of them. Like first ball, the innings to the opposition captain as well. And it's just like, it just broke. They were already broken, but it was yeah. just like, oh my God, here we go again. It's um, a statement. Quite not, not quite as memorable, but Stark did that in a yeah. recent series as well. Yeah. I remember, first ball, the ashes. I remember sitting at my desk at work and we had it on the screen and we, our whole team was like on a call and it was on the TV and everyone like jumped up in silence <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> so fucking funny. So good. Um, but yes, yeah, so I got Rowan Harris there. And then uh, my next one, Adam Gilchrist, 2006, 57 balls century. Yep. Where he just went ballistic. That was on my list as well. So, so good. The worst thing about that highlights package is it's really grainy footage everywhere that I can find yep. it, but still a great watch, like just fucking tonking them. Yeah. Yep. The thing I hate the most about that though is um, – because he was going to break the record, England started bowling wides to him yeah. the last couple of balls so it just to delay him getting yeah. the fastest 700. I'm Lol like, England. As if I could hate this country anymore. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I remember what, seeing him interviewed after the game and with all his grace, he says, no, I don't deserve to take that off Sir Viv. Yeah. Like, yeah. what a man. Like, yeah, he has to be one of the Dude, nicest guys in the world He was easily sport. my favourite player growing up. I legitimately still bank with Suncorp Bank because when I got my first job <laughs> at 14 or whatever and I walked in to Chermside Shopping Centre, there was a cutout of Gilly out the front. I was like, I'm going to that bank. But That's I remember so when fun. he announced his retirement, I nearly cried. Like I was yeah. so cut as a little kid. He's so good. I saw something pop up the other day of him actually, and it was like he'd scored a century somewhere, and he's got this big smile, and he's like going like this up to the camera, and it was showing the ball that he had. Yeah, the um, yeah, yeah, the, the squash, squash ball. ball. Yeah, the yeah. squash yep. ball. Like, Should read his book. It's really yeah. good. Have One of the heard, few books um, I've read. The story he told just before he retired. Um, this, well, I think it was a test match. He retired. He dropped a catch, and um, 
He stood up and said, that's me. I'm, yeah. I'm done to Matt Hayden. And Haydos just goes, mate, you dropped far worse than that. So good. All right, Crow, what's your last selection? My final pick. I'm going back to the bowling well and I'm staying in the ashes and I'm going with Scott Boland, six for seven. That was going to be on my list oh, as well. Oh. Mate, that was one of those ones. I remember again, sitting at my mum's place up the coast over Christmas and everyone's sitting around. It's like on in the background and I'm yep. like losing my shit. And everyone's like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, are you witnessing what's happening? Yeah. yeah. Like, Boland's got six at the G. How good is it when something crazy... Because during the test match, like, a lot of guys will come in and out of watching and stuff, but yeah. when something crazy is happening, everyone yeah. is just like, I'm yeah. watching, I'm watching. Yeah. It's like, get to the Boland's TV on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just roll through them. And on debut, picked from relative obscurity. Yeah. Um, and, like, an, quite an older debutant, so softly spoken and, like, quiet. Yeah. And just the best thing about this spell as well was he came on late in the Arvo. Oh, that and like Arvo. And, got, got oh. the first two and you're like, yep. fuck yeah. And then first over the next day, it's just back at it yep. again, fucking skittling cunts. Like. Yeah. <laughs> that night, like, the I think we bowled at them for about 10 overs, had them, like, um, I think we had them four for about 20. Fuck all, yeah. yeah. And it was, like, that was the best hour of cricket I reckon I've ever watched. Like, it was come and start. Stark was on a hat trick at one point. Cummins bowled like five overs of unplayable um, fast bowling, and then bowling comes on, takes the two, and it's just like, thanks for coming. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's crazy because that they were going to be my next two, the Gilchrist thing and the bowling thing. But the last one I had on my list, luckily I had one more. Yeah. Um, can't go past it. Shane Warne, 700th wicket. Yeah, like, nice. Just fucking monumental stuff. I was stuff. very tempted to take that myself, but... I was it's there. Great that it's there. Were you? Yep. That's unbelievable. Nine years old. I, again, was looking through some highlights today, obviously, and saw um, Glenn McGrath when he took his 300th. And yep. I think that, like, the fact that it was 700 test wickets, like, I think that was a bit lost on me when it happened because of how young I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're like, 700 wickets is yep. so many wickets. Yeah, it's actually cool. And also, it was a fucking jaffer. Like, it yep. spun out of the rough, like... Cracking delivery, you know. You yeah. talk, see, it could have been a fucking shit catch in the deep or something like that, but yeah. it was like a fucking summer shame one's best word. Yeah, which is great to see. And doing it at MCG as well, like that's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, all right. So my final list is Johnson destroying England in the Ashes, thirteen fourteen. Uh, Ryan Harris with his wicket against Cook and Gilly with his fifty-seven ball century. Quite happy with that. Bit of a more nostalgic feel there. Um. Crow, you've got Peter Siddle's hat trick. Yep. Cummins and Lyons at Edge Baston and Bowling six for seven. Yep. Even yep. newer flavor, but still great. And Dask, uh, a double dose of Clarkie with his magical bowling and his three, two, nine, and then 700 wickets for Warney. So yep. another nice nostalgic feel there. Some great stuff. You guys got any honorable mentions? Yeah, I had a couple of quick ones. They probably aren't worthy of that list, but one of my favorites was Warney in the um, Big Bash when he had a Marlin. crack at Marlon. Yeah. yeah, fuck you, Marlon. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I thought that was funny. And I also remember seeing him play, I can't remember if it was the Big Bash or the IPL, but he was like, post Australian professional career and he was bowling to some young like Indian kid and this kid just like belted him for six back over his head and I can't remember who was at the non-strikers end but it was like a l older more experienced player and you can see him walk down and just like try and calm him down and Warney's there just going yeah fucking listen to him you pussy like you won't try and hit this one for six rah, rah. and he comes and floats one up and this kid just lifts his head and gets stumped and Warney's yeah. just like pissed off, yeah awesome so good. Um, and the other two quick ones I had was Andrew Simons when he got hit in the head when he was bowling and it like ricocheted off the batsman's bat and yeah, you can yeah. hear him on the stump mark going oh you fucking bastard <laughs> <laughs> for some reason that's just burnt into my memory oh fuck I can't remember that at all can't you oh it's nah, fucking funny have to have a look at that and then um, the other one was when Roy hit 100 with uh, Matty Hayden yep, at the other end my list of yeah. oh, and yeah. had that big embrace and it split Matt Hayden's head yeah, yeah. with his helmet yeah so good yeah fuck that was so good I used to love that friendship between Roy yeah. and Hados awesome. just two, two big fucking Queensland yeah. greats we love their rugby league fucking Broncos. <laughs> um, for me, some of my honourable mentions, Hayden's 380 purely yeah. just because that's a lot of fucking runs. Yeah. Um, also had the best of Andrew Simon's fielding. Yes. I had one of those, not Simon's, mate, but similar. Mate, his fielding is ridiculous. Like it was so fucking good. Um, him also hitting the streaker. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, that was a classic. It's not even a cricketing, like, you know, but it's just him demolishing someone. Yeah. Um, and then the other one you brought up with, 
I forgot even with Big Bash, but when Matt Hayden had that little fucking bat. Mongoose. The mongoose bat. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that oh, thing? Long handle and really yeah. short with a massive middle. Yeah. It was Matt absolutely fucked. You just unlocked the memory for yeah. me. Yeah, so that one as well. What about you, Crony, to add? Yep, so I've got, um, I, th- I think it was a bit too soon yet, but Maxwell's 200 against Afghanistan. I reckon we'll get a lot of play down the line. Yeah. yeah. Just because... Yeah. Doing it off no legs, pretty much. The 360, yeah. it was incredible. It's heroic as fuck. One that gets forgotten when we bowled out India for 36 at home. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Because we lost that series, it kind of got swept yeah, under the rug yeah, a bit. Yeah. But mm. we, that was all time. Then um, Gillespie and McGrath, when they hit 50s together yeah. Yeah. against New Zealand. And there's a clip online of... Um, <laughs> yeah, I think... They did them. <laughs> this is how good we were at this point in time. At the end of the day's play, so I think they batted till the end of the day and then they came out the next morning and batted again. But after the day's play, they did a masterclass in the sheds with Glenn <laughs> McGrath talking through how he was the bowling attack. Like, and then Glenn McGrath got his own personalised bat, like the Glenn McGrath 61 not out bat. That's so good. Um, and then I also had Hayden and Roy... Um, there's a compilation of Matthew Hayden walking at fast bowlers. Yes, dude. Always gets me going. And Ricky Ponting direct hits and runouts yes, compilation. Yes, dude. Unbelievable. And yeah. my final one, this one is this one is for you. I recommend watching on incognito or private browsing, like lights off, no one else around. <laughs> it's another compilation. <laughs> this is for the purists. <laughs> Damien Martin offside play compilation. <laughs> 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 If you know this video, you oh, it is just the most impeccable cricket you'll ever watch. <laughs> the first two from it are um, he just literally blocks balls through the offside for four and they race off the bat the time yeah. is so smooth. And then there's one which is an inside out lofted cover drive for six at three for 30. Yeah. Like, this man was just a master. A and yeah. as a fiend for offside play, I'm just a sicko for that, for that clip. <laughs> Not a nine and a half minute video <laughs> of Damien Martin pure class and timing <laughs> oh, compilation. Yeah. He's a bit of a cooker off the field, but he was elegance and grace yeah. on it. It's, it's like the NRL grid. You can be as kooky <laughs> yeah. as you want off the field, but if you can fucking block one through the covers for four, yeah. I'm yep. your man. I love it. A uh, quick one I just thought of as well was when Smudge hit a ton after the passing of Phil Hughes and like ran out over his number yeah, to spray kiss, panel. Yeah, kiss her. Yeah. Yeah. Special. It's yeah, very, very special. special. They, we can fucking, we, this is, yeah. we're already half an hour in. This <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. so, like, we can, go we can keep going, yeah. Oh, we love cricket. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, Crow, I've got a blind ranking here for you, mate. Obviously, we've got the best subcontinent cricketing nation coming over in Pakistan. Yes, imposing. Um, very, very imposing. So what I thought I'd do, bit of a subcontinent flavour and give you a blind ranking of the best subcontinent batsmen going around at the moment. So there are 10. I've got a mix from Pakistan, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka and India. Beautiful. All right. So um, first one is Shan Masood. He's recently just scored 200 not out against our Prime Minister's 11. Yes, and captain of their team for this series. Yes. I'll put him at three. Three. Love where, it. where he's batting. Not picked by Skoma, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> or Albanese, whoever the fuck the Prime Minister is. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Pakistani opener Imam Al-Hook. Uh, he's an absolute bore, but he does score runs at decent times. I'll put him at about five, six. Six? six? Yeah, okay, I like that. Now, this one here, Baba Azam. I'm it's putting him at one. He uh, is... Yeah. Um, 
the numbers are good, but the the, the aesthetic is porn. He is um, yeah, a beautiful a cricketer to watch. Freak, hey. Speaking of cricket videos to watch, he posted a nets a nets video recently, and it is I watched it about ten to fifteen times. <laughs> Check it out on his Twitter if you if you are uh, of that kind. <laughs> I do love that. Um, I I love watching him bat. Yeah, he's it's he's very awesome. very stylish, it's very very sexual. Um, next up, and the last of our Pakistani flavor, um, Abdullah Shafiq. The other Pakistani opener. Yeah, decent little player. I put him at um where did I put uh, Imam at five or six? You put him at six. I put him um I put him at five. Okay, cool. I like that. Now I've got two Bangladesh players here. Um Shakib Al Hassan. I'm putting him at two because he was the one who um enforced the timeout during the World Cup. And yeah. I respect a man with um those yeah. kind of filthy morals. <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> fucking good. Um another fella, he's a Bangladesh great, Tamim Iqbal. Oh yeah, classic. Um <laughs> Jeez, what have I got left? So, all right, you've got uh, four, eight, four, nine, and ten. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, I'll put him at seven. Seven? Yeah. Okay. All right, so now you've got four. Yeah, I can't even remember. Oh, hang on. No, that's my bad. Yeah, so, so you've got, got four, four nine, eight, and ten. nine, and ten. Four, eight, nine, and ten. Okay, cool. Yep. Uh, then we've got Angelo Matthews from Sri Lanka. Yeah, the man who got timed out and a yep. classic of um, Sri Lankan niche cricketers. Or yep. not niche, but just, oh, that guy's still playing. Um, <laughs> I'll put him at, uh, what have I got? Four, eight, nine, and ten. Oh, I'll put him at four. He's a great. Yeah, awesome. Um, Dinesh Chandamal. Uh, eight, eight. Eight. <laughs> Shout out to Dinesh. Alrighty. Now we've got uh, Chiteshwa Pujara. Absolute bore. Absolute bore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll put him at um, nine. I'll, nine. I, I can respect the slow strike rate, though, yep. as much as he, he uh, bores me to tears at times. Okay, so that means that our 10th person will be Virat Kohli. <laughs> now, look, I think that this is a perfect list, um, <laughs> one of the best lists going around. So to put him in order, we've got Baba Azam at number one, just like he should be. Number two, Shakib Al-Hassan from Bangladesh. Number three, Shan Masood from Pakistan. Number four, Angelo Matthews. Then we've got Abdullah Shafiq. Coming into Imam Al Hook and then Tamim Iqbal, Dinesh Chandamal, and then Chiteshwa Pujara and Virat Kohli. I think that's yeah. a great list. And yeah. I want, uh, if Kohli is listening to this, keep your head down, mate. Like you're a good young player. Yeah. Um, it's no disrespect to you. You will get there at some point, but yeah. it's obviously a class list. So it's, exactly it's tough right. to find You've just got to make sure it, you reach your potential, players, mate. Yeah. I think if India could basically um, look at their neighbours, Pakistan, and model a game off them, they could actually go through and win stuff. <laughs> um, I'm quite happy that we have the best subcontinent cricket team coming over to Australia for the summer for a three test series um we've already proven we can beat india everywhere and anywhere and in any format so um yeah it's good to see we finally got some stiff competition coming to this country bring on the summer of cricket bring on the summer of cricket um i heard during the week that the uh, do you know what it's called in England like the NRL but the it's RFL, the man. RFL rugby rugby yeah. rugby yeah. football, football league, league yeah federation league I don't yeah know. weird um, but basically the governing body body in England are bringing in a rule I don't know if it's a trial stage at, at this point or they've locked it in but it's rolling out in like the non professional like juniors and club yeah. footy before they take it to the Super League but they're basically enforcing a rule where any contact made by a defender needs to be below the armpits mm. in a bid to increase player safety and reduce concussions for players and i am fucking blown away by that because obviously i understand how that would reduce concussions but like not playing rugby league would also reduce concussions i think that's like fucking part and parcel of the game i was gonna say it's it's part and parcel they're trying to bring it into union as well yeah the sternum it's coming in below the sternum in premier rugby comps in um australia next year genuinely what do you do if someone's if there's a ruck two metres out from the try line and some dude just dives at your feet, yeah, I think what there's, do you do? there's some stuff there, but it's going to be like such a grey area yeah. um, in both codes. I think as well, when you're growing up playing the great games of rugby league and rugby union, can't really speak for league, but in union, they tell you to lower your body height. Yeah. And usually that's put your head forward and go first. Yeah. Like if you run upright, Excuse me. <laughs> and someone comes across and you're running stiff upright, 
they're just gonna fucking smack this shit out yeah. of you up top. Yeah, I would rather drop my body height, you know. And then they've got to people go around the legs then. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, I'm not gonna go into that guy's head because that's a penalty. Yeah, people aren't intentionally going for the head. Yeah, it's not about. I don't think it's about the um, like the height of where you're allowed to tackle. I think it just comes down to laziness. Yeah, people yeah. still gonna get fucking hit in the head. I just think it's crazy and like straight away I think of like. You know, in, in the NRL, it, there's a massive part of the game right now is wrapping up the footy, like mm, making yeah. contact and sh- ensuring the players can't get offloads. Yep. There's going to be no tackles made. They'll yeah. just yeah. bop and offload, like the entire game. Yeah. And like, yeah, I, I, I do agree with trying to do all the right things in terms of player safety, but at some point you do have to just acknowledge that you are taking risks to your health yep. when yep. you set foot on a footy field. Like if you want to play contact sport, any contact sport, there are risks hundred percent. And yeah. I, I think that where they need to draw the line is like when it's going to drastically impact the product that is the game. Cause like yeah. I was like, I heard this on the radio when I was in the car today and I was thinking like, there's a risk of me being in the car right now. Right. Yeah. But I've got airbags, speed limits, road rules, seat belts, yeah. like all that sort of shit. I know the risk of getting in the car. People get fucking hurt every day in the car, which sucks. Yeah. But like, what are we going to do? Make the speed limit 10 Ks per hour. No one's going to crash yeah. then. Yeah. But like, what's the fucking point of being in a car? Yeah, exactly. Like, so I was just thinking maybe potentially we could come to the party and like, hopefully it doesn't get to the stage where this is being talked about being bought in in the NRL. But I thought we can maybe come up with some other ideas of um, rules they could bring in that could alleviate safety concerns in other areas. Okay. So we don't have to go that far. And yeah. one, that I had straight away off the top of my head was there seems to be an increase and I don't know if it's just better reporting and better sports science and that but an increase in ACL injuries in the NRL players knees going um, and I think it's just you know the calibre of the common player like you got a Reese Walsh or a Callum Ponga again Queenslanders great yeah, yeah. great athletes Queenslander, Queenslander, Queenslander. they love getting mobile, stepping side to side. Like I'm, I'm pushing for 2024 season. We bring the rule in where there's just only straight line running. Run it straight. Run, run it straight. straight. <laughs> no change of direction. You get the ball, you have to just oh pin the ears God. and go. That's my type There'll of There'll be game. zero ACL injuries. Did you ever, um, did you ever play tram tracks? Uh, yes. Footy training? Yes. <laughs> Do you know what tram tracks are? <laughs> no. Essentially tram tracks, they're pretty <laughs> fucked. Um, so they, they get you between the sideline and the five meter line and you usually have four or five people on each yep. side. And then they just throw you the ball and it's just, you can't go out of that five meter zone and you yeah. just got to try and make it down the other end of the field. Yeah, right. It's just a normal game of rugby in five meters, meters in a yeah. five minute width. Yeah. So it's just carnage and warfare. It's you like, can't yeah. step, you just, it's just yeah. pretty much a little run straight. Oh, your foot's yeah. out, change. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh my God. It's just like tackle tunnels and shit like that though <laughs> as well. Like they used to do really narrow tackle tunnels where like you'd line up, say you oh, got yeah, like- get your number called. Yeah, say you got like, um, in the younger years, you got like 12 people in your team. So yep. it'd be six on six and you each get number one to six and they'd call out a number and those people have to then go to the opposite end and you've got like the five metre wide channel and you've got to run to the other end and not get tackled. Yep. So essentially it just turns into a big yep. game of run it straight. I think it'd be a great spectacle. Everyone's just pinning the ears straight yep. off the back fence. Yep. Like, yeah, it's no longer about a who's agile. It's just get the boys bigger, maybe get them on the juice, uh, big, fast, and yeah, straight up the guts. No non-contact injuries. Perfect. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I do like it. Um, one of my things I thought was you could bring in a measuring pole like they have at theme parks <laughs> so that you um, only people under a certain height can play or that if people under that height yeah, like if you're under small. that height, you're too small, you can't play anymore. Yeah. Um, like so then that. you have to be a certain height. Because as I said, I think the issue is it's not about like um, hitting up too t- Like if someone's going to be taller, you're still going to try and hit around there because you're going to be that same sort of height. Yeah. Well, the thing is, imagine like Nelson or Sofoso Lamona trying to tackle fucking Brian Toto around the guts. Yeah. He's got no chance. Yeah. Yeah. He'll just Unless he's running straight and not pivoting. <laughs> yeah. He's also never made a tackle below uh, anywhere below yeah. a normal, normal person's size. No, yeah, exactly. Right. Nelson yeah. just throws his body weight. But yeah, I think if we can get those measuring poles in, we could be yeah, I quite like safer, that, safer league. I really like that, yeah. Mm. What about yourself, Jack? I was thinking you could put um, a band on uh, like each side of a player's hips and when you grab that band off, that's when the tackle's complete. Yeah, okay. So it's a yes. bit like um, Oztag. Oztag, I like yeah, that. I quite like it a lot. Again, lowering the content. you know what? Oztag's difficult. It is difficult. Because, and then you could also get cheeky and try and do a little yeah, wrap tuck, around. Tuck them in. The, yeah. the yeah. tuck them in tactic or put them slightly bell towards your ass. The thing is with the, the uh, below the shoulders, right? Like, 
how, where is below the shoulders? Is it on the jersey? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing I was listening yep. to, it was the, it was Kempi's podcast. That's what I was listening to. They were like, jerseys are going to have to have a line across the chest <laughs> where you have yeah. to hit below. And there's like, oh, ambiguity, gray areas. Not a nos tag, bruh. Your tag's off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too bad. Exactly. You've been tagged. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, um, another one I had, I only had two, so yep, we can leave it up yeah, to you. This. But um, again, with the knee injuries, uh, players being taken out in the air, you know, you see fullbacks go up, get taken out. They're pretty harsh on the penalties. And I even think at the moment that sometimes the players take the piss with that a bit and, you know, throw themselves back yeah, or yeah. like tend to be injured or whatever. Yep. Um, so I just reckon new rule players must have at least, all, at all times must have at least one foot on the ground. No jumping. Yeah, Rule I like it out that. of the game. I like Rule it out of the game. No more injuries. No more airborne collisions. <laughs> That's fair. Keep it safe for the guys. It is good. And um, I think that'd be a more exciting time when it comes to kicks. Yeah, 100%. Imagine that. You're just there. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Tupo and Edric Lee. Well, <laughs> <laughs> two metre tall, Dom Young, tall swinger in the yeah, league. That's yeah, true. Um, another one I had. Now, remember when you start playing Union, for example, as a young'un? You do tag. Tag, pass, then, pass. Yeah. <laughs> and every year they start adding something else into it. So it's like the two-hand touch. Yeah. And then they start getting you more and more into it. It's to help develop your tackle technique. I think we need to go the reverse. So as you get older, you start taking away things. Yep. So like, so underage, just clothesline <laughs> each other. Well, no, no. So you get to a certain point. So you like, you do a little bit of tackle. Yeah, okay. But you only get to this certain point. You While do your for brain's a still of years. redeveloping. Yeah, and then yep. say you get to I don't know twenty three or something yep. like that. Yeah, and start taking it away. So then by the time you're thirty, you're essentially back to that tag pass pass. Yeah, which pretty much thing. what Matt Moylan was at the Sharks last year. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would lead to a great spectacle as well because like a, a young, like a um, Jaden Campbell, like yep. take his fucking block off. That kid's 19. Like yep. he's got a few years left and then it's like, get it to DCE. Yep. Oh, no one touch him. Like yes. be very interesting. Dude, another thing that's just popped into my mind there, why don't we change it to golden oldies? So everyone has to put different coloured pants on yeah. and depending on what coloured pants you are is how you can hit them. Yeah. I like that a lot. I quite like that a lot as well. Um, yeah. Protect the elders. Yeah. Um, yeah, my last one was, some people might argue it already is this, but you could have it like WWE where it's just scripted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, like that the game's like, yeah, the game's scripted. And so every tackle, the way it's going to like, and yeah. they practice how it's going to go. They can so it carry, still looks good on TV, but They can carry around razor blades and split <laughs> each other's heads <laughs> yeah. open and shit. Yeah, exactly. I like that a lot. Exactly. Now I'm not out here saying that the rugby league people aren't the smartest people around, but can you imagine trying to get them to <laughs> basically think about an 80 minute script each week? Well, so they, they like, do it for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long's that go for? Well, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. But can but you imagine that? It's like at the 67th minute, Nelson of yeah. Solomona has to pass it to yeah. Brandon Smith who then passes it back to Nelson because we're assuming Brandon's back at the Melbourne Storm scene. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, like I think it'd be fucking hilarious. Imagine then, the storylines <laughs> like outside of the game yeah. as well that they could filter <laughs> up. Like it'd be unbelievable. Yeah. It'd be so fucking good. Um, I've got a couple of quick fire ones here. Put everyone in a Zorb ball style suit, but you're <laughs> yeah. able to actually grab the ball and kick it. So you like your arms and shit are still out there. So yeah. can you imagine that? You just run into each other and obviously- Maybe they could put like just the team in attack in the ball. So the defenders yeah. can still fucking ragdoll them a bit. Yeah, which would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, give everyone height boosting shoe inserts to make them <laughs> taller, uh, thus not needing to drop the original tackle height anyway. <laughs> Um, another one, reduce everyone to playing on their knees or yep. having a defending team on their knees and the attackers can only go at a walking pace. <laughs> now, it's a very, very common thing that when you get to pre-season, everyone's on their knees and you just run at the shoulder and you're practicing tackling yep. technique. Yep. I think we could make an entire game out of this. I like it a lot. Now, look, we might need to develop footy boots for knees so that your knees aren't getting but fucked. Mate, that's a whole nother market. A, exactly. You know what I mean? There's the knee pads and shit like that as well. Um, and my last thing is just fuck the whole sport off and go play aqua rugby. <laughs> <laughs> aqua rugby is elite. Yeah. Mate, I well, one of our mates, Fairy, has been playing it down in Canberra and um, – he said it's fucking intense. Like a yeah, lot of lot of movement, a lot of fitness. Yeah. It fucking wigs like me out. It's like water polo but underwater. It's yeah. Fucked. Is this the not this isn't the one you know that one they had, I think for like one of the KO launches or something, where it's like they play on like on a lake or something. You nah, get yeah. That you're actually, talking about proper that pool would, foot like that, proper pool footy with your mates. Yeah, the thing yeah. you're talking about was actually called aqua rugby, but yeah. I think Clutzy's talking about like underwater yeah, rugby. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah, fucking that's what I was meaning, but yeah. actually shout out to aqua rugby. Yeah. Jimmy Galvin. Jimmy Galvin, if you're listening, we need to come down next year for it yeah but yeah they 
there's this bloke we met last year um, down in Sydney who runs that aqua rugby and they get a pontoon in the middle of like yeah, Manly yeah. or whatever and just go fucking hard at it. I think we could have potentially one of the greatest aqua rugby teams of all time. Yep. 100%. So much fun. Yeah. yeah. The, the best thing is to score a try. You don't have to fucking put it down. You just jump off the edge. So you imagine that? You just sprint for a corner and just jump as far as you can. Yep. we got Victor over here now, so you can just fucking do a big <laughs> leap over yeah. the Jump, jump from, from the halfway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, PVL, um, I'll send you the invoice for those ideas, mate. Uh, 30 days payment, so just get that sorted when you can. If you want to just credit us for some money in Vegas, that'll work too. But yep. um, thank you to everyone who's listening. Crow, thanks for jumping on once again sorry yep. it's a bit of a long one but we're just excited for cricket yeah. season yeah. Back, summer cricket. yeah and uh, maybe we can do an extra podcast one day where we literally just talk shit about <laughs> old cricket highlights for I like love that. and just <laughs> see how long we can drag it on for and just put it Four out like, hours. <laughs> yeah you know what you're getting into if you listen to it well i know what i'm watching this evening anyway <laughs> damien martin yeah <laughs> 100 enjoy, enjoy it make sure you do it by yourself though it's not one to be shared <laughs> yeah it's all right i've got a very dark room i can black out the whole room now yeah. as well hopefully yeah, my missus goes to work tomorrow she's not working <laughs> from home um thanks for listening we'll see you monday bye bye Clutzy, have you heard about the brand new way to make money no do you want to hear about it yes please tell me more it's a foolproof method foolproof yeah, foolproof, yeah. Foolproof is yeah. the word I'm looking for, method. Uh, it's called going to dominoes.com.au and entering the, the code BBB2DL and getting two pizzas and two sides from $25 delivered. Oh, so you're basically getting it for free. You're basically getting it for free. You're basically making money at that price. They're giving it away. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I haven't done it before. It's one of the fucking simplest life hacks I've ever I've ever come across in my life. Uh, do you want to tell the lovely people about their brand new pizza, the Philly cheesesteak? Oh my God, yes I do. The Philly cheesesteak. Now, for those who don't know what a Philly cheesesteak is, it's this glorious thing on a bun usually with uh, a bunch of nicely finely chopped up meat and just uh, capsicum peppers and cheese and Domino's have just gone where we've heard Klutzy talk about Philly cheesesteaks way too many times so we've chucked it on a pizza so the big fella can just keep eating and eating and eating them. I've seen Klutzy get very very excited over food plenty of times but I've never (laughs) seen him get as excited and as animated as the first time he tried the Philly cheesesteak pizza so if you're out and about this weekend and you need your pizza fixed make sure you go to Domino's uh, try the Philly cheesesteak pizza there's a host of codes which are pinned on our Instagram and in our Facebook group to give you a cheeky little discount too uh, plenty of different bundles, so check them out. And thank you to Domino's for supporting the show this week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.